This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Morning, everybody. We're glad you're here. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 13th, episode 1833, brought to you today by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, Santa, what's shaking, man? By the way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No antidepressants. Somebody ought to teach that little humbug some Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Well, we're getting Christmas early here in Ocala. I know I've talked about it before, but now it's getting bigger. Do you remember I I talked about the Disneyland that's being built right here near us in Ocala called the World Equestrian Center? Yes. Well, he's spending more money. Uh, I think the original estimate. This is the guy who runs the trucking company. He built one of these in Ohio, and I'm trying to remember his last name now. Um, But he just has lots of money. And he originally, the estimate I think was $100 million, but I think he's well exceeded that now. So uh, the construction site, Jamie, is one of the largest construction sites I've seen. It is huge. There's buildings everywhere going up and under roof and equipment everywhere. Uh, so this is 3,000 acres he has now bought. That's right. Three. Take the Kentucky Horse Park and double it is oh the size gosh. of this. Okay? So take the Kentucky Horse Park and double it. We all know how tired you get walking around the Kentucky Horse Park. So there's going to be 1,500 permanent stalls, all climate-controlled, heated, air-conditioned. No way. Yep. Um, their stalls are 12 by 14 with uh, four... <laughs> Get this, four 262-foot by 550-foot indoor arenas, climate-controlled, 17 outdoor arenas, a three-acre grand outdoor stadium. Now, this stadium, take, take, uh, take the stadium at the Kentucky Horse Park, the new one, the big one, outdoor. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Add a 300-room hotel to the end of it where all of the rooms have a view of the stadium, and that's what this is, with seating for 5,000 in addition to the hotel and the restaurant. I don't even—the things that you're saying aren't even making sense to me. Uh, There's a link there. You can go look at the pictures. So now, obviously, the hotel will be on site. There's going to be 200 RV sites available, and they're calling them spacious luxury RV sites. I guess that means you you have— Toilet privileges? I don't know. Um, but there, in addition to that, there's 18,000 square feet of retail space. There is five restaurants going to be there. So they're going to have a main restaurant and then four satellite restaurants all around. Other amenities are laundry, a complete vet center for small animal and large animal, fully full running vet center, snacks and supplies, um, they're going to have a full-service laundromat, a convenience store, a chapel, 
because he's very remember the this guy is very very religious and wants this to be a family place and everybody that goes to one ohio they come away saying it's very family oriented because remember he didn't like the atmosphere at at wef or at hits he didn't like the atmosphere which is why he's building this place he told us that remember <laughs> Um, uh, um, okay. Yeah. Do they have childcare? Cause if they do, <laughs> you're there. <laughs> I'm in. Well, they have 300 small farms, 300 farm estates on multiple, on multi-acre lots will be completely surrounding this along with condos and apartments. Okay. So you're in, okay. you can, I'm sure there'll be just be a million dollars each or, you know, somewhere around there. I'm sure. I, yeah, I don't even. I mean, this is just amazing. It's Disneyland it. for horse people. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's Disneyland for horse people. And uh, do the, you know how much the footing would cost for seventeen outdoor arenas? Yeah, in, in addition I to mean, the three five hundred foot indoor arenas, or four five hundred foot indoor arenas. It's amazing. Whoever gets this footing contract is is it's sitting pretty for next year, huh? Well. There you go. You think that's going to put a dent in hits, our our local uh, jumping show for the winter? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So Disneyland is coming to Ocala. Should be open next year. And uh, we're supposed to go over here at the beginning of January. They're going to give us a tour. So we'll we'll take pictures and do some interviews when we head over there and check it out in person. Right now, all you can see is massive construction. <laughs> So that's what's going on. Jimmy, what is coming up on today's show? We have a lot to do. Yeah, it is a lot. On today's show, we meet Tori Thompson, who's joining in to talk to us about the Equine Rehabilitative Orthotic Fast Track. Victoria Spicer gives us that update on life that so many of us have been asking for. Caroline Culberson from Heels Down Magazine hops on the show to talk about podcasting and other fun stuff. And Jamie gives us some social media drama and treats us to the first half of Chapter 14 of The Opium Equation. So you don't want to miss any of it, any of it guys. The pack show, as always. And speaking of today, today is both Ice Cream Day and National Cocoa Day, but those sweet treats have nothing on today being the National Day of the Horse. So go sign up for those riding lessons you've been dreaming about, watch a horsey movie, or just give your pony a hug and then post about it with the hashtag National Day of the Horse. Happy galloping, guys. Wow. Very good. National Day of the Horse, everybody. But then isn't that us every day? Really? When you think about it? We're Pretty much doing it all the time. No, no. Let me <clears throat> let me tell you. It's the horse's national day of the human every day. All we do <laughs> is do stuff for them. That's true. That is true. <laughs> God, I need my laugh track. Uh, that is true. <laughs> happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy happy birthday to you! <laughs> Well, I want to wish a happy birthday to Karen from Kentucky Performance Products. It is her birthday today, and we are excited uh, that she's still with us. After all these years, she was our first sponsor and has been with us, hasn't missed a month in uh, nine, going on 10 years. So we really appreciate you, Karen, and happy birthday. We hope you have a good one. I don't really, you know what? I feel like I did two Daily Winnies on Monday, and now I don't have one. I'm so not creative this morning. Um, what do I do? Who gets see. my Winnie? Who gets your Jimmy, Daily Winnie? Give me one. Give me a suggestion, Jimmy. 
She has nothing. See? She's got nothing. <laughs> Glenn, aside from giving it to you, I mean, let's see. I usually, my, my daily winnies go out to my vet. Uh, I haven't husband. seen her this week. We already did um, him my recently. Husband, he's yeah. right here. He's not doing anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's give it, you know, when all else fails, we'll give it to the auditors. Okay. What do you think? Sounds good. Actually, one of the auditors came up with our um, teenage social media drama. So you will be hearing that later on in the show. Ah, uh, good. You know, and I haven't acknowledged, we try and do that on a regular basis. I haven't acknowledged, here, I'll help you out. I haven't acknowledged the new auditors that have popped in in the last couple of weeks. So we have Lynn. Hey, I could have done that. I know. I just thought help about Help me that. out a little bit. All right. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. We have Lynn, Lisa, Matt, Nikki. Uh, who else we have here? There was a whole. And oh, by the way, there was a whole bunch of you, way too many to mention, that raised your pledges after Patreon changed their thing. So thank you to all of you. But new ones, we also have Michelle, we have Ashley, and we have Abby. So uh, my gosh, thank you to all of you for for coming on board and and joining in the fun. Y'all are crazy. Hey, if you can't make it to try on next year for the World Equestrian Games, you can't make it out, or you don't want to stay at a hotel an hour and a half away, or whatever your reason is for not coming out in person. NBC Sports Group has just reached an agreement for exclusive multi-platform United States media rights for the World Equestrian Games, September 11th through the 23rd next year. The agreement includes an unprecedented amount of national equestrian sport coverage. Get this. They're doing the Olympic Channel. By the way, did you know there was an Olympic Channel? No. Take a look at your TV because I... Don't know that, but maybe it's there. You know, there's all those channels you never look at because you only go to the same four. And what do they show in between the Olympics? I don't know. On the Olympic Channel. <laughs> but apparently on the Olympic there's Channel. There's highlights from 1972. <laughs> there's going to be 50 hours of coverage on the Olympic Channel. So while NBC and NB. NBCSN will combine for nearly 15 hours of live coverage. All coverage, all the coverage will be streamed on NBCSports.com and on the NBC Sports app. So, What's the NBC, is it NBCO for the Olympic Channel? I don't know. That's hilarious. Is it the really? The NBCO channel. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was don't asking. Know I don't know. I'm going to look and see if we even have it on ours. Um, Somebody out there got that movie reference, by the way. And if you get that movie reference that I just did with the O, send me an email, jamieahorseradionetwork.com, and we'll make Glenn give you a prize. Because I didn't get it, get it. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. you wouldn't. All right, good. And then uh, they're also going to be streaming for mobile devices, tablets, uh, connected TVs. Uh, it'll be, then it also says home of team USA will also be streamed on olympicchannel.com and Olympic channel app. So apparently not only on NBC sports app and, uh, Olympic channel, there could be more ways to watch this than there ever have been in the past. But I think where they get you is you still have to have a cable or you still have to be paying for these channels in some way. Remember we had to prove that before. You have to prove that you're actually paying for, for these channels on cable or satellite. Yeah, it's like your account numbers yeah, and stuff. Or you had to go in and pay $10 a month or whatever to NBC. I don't remember how that worked, but 50, it looks like 65 hours of coverage total, which for horse sports, pretty good. That's not too bad. That's unbelievable. And it's actually so unbelievable that I don't believe it. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> And NBC, though, has been really, if you think about it, they've been covering racing quite a bit. They've been really doing more horse stuff. Yeah. I'm cool. not sure why, I'm a- but they have been. <laughs> 
Giving the people what they want. It's National Day of the Horse, for God's sake. That's right. It's National Horses Day of Humans. So what I'm are you going to do that. to celebrate your the National Day of the Horse? Um, I feel like I really gave it a heck of a go yesterday. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Lucas is in school. So that is the day that I absolutely, utterly exhaust myself. I worked, I rode Zeus. We went out and did trot sets and like I blew him out for a couple gallops, which was really fun. And then I rode magic and then I hooked her up and I line drove her through the arena over some poles and stuff. I taught four lessons and I then worked with baby Zara. And so I feel like I'm horsed out right now. And I <laughs> today's a day re- off. <laughs> today's my body's day to go. You know what? Tuesdays and Thursdays are really hard. Well, you can sit Wednesdays. around on social media and use hashtag national day of the horse <gasps> everywhere. I know what I'll do. I've got like seven more episodes of Heartland until I'm caught up. So I could just sit down. You're not caught up on Heartland. Uh, Glenn, it's uh, again, Tuesdays and Thursdays are the only day that I do. And then I get to sit down and watch it. And then I'm so busy with the other stuff. So yes, I am. Uh, I still have a couple episodes left. I've been milking it because I like it so much. When is, uh, when, is, when does that kid actually go to school full time? Uh, next fall. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, kindergarten. Let's hope so. Well, that, Can you believe my child's going to be in kindergarten? No, I remember your child. As a matter of fact, it was funny because Victoria Spicer's coming on, which we're very excited about. We'll get caught up with her. But she said, you know, my p- child might be screaming in the background. And I said, oh, look, we did that for three years. We're good. Been there. Yeah. This show, anybody who's listened to the show for any period of time has heard children screaming. That's not a problem. Uh, the, the only frustrating part is when I'm either in a serious interview or I'm reading the opium equation and he's like, mom, mom. <laughs> yeah, it does make it tough. <laughs> mom, mom. All right. I got to, uh, while, uh, while Jemmy's trying to get our first guest on here. Oh, she, he got, she got her. So the uh, other thing I wanted to mention is that um, we have we have a all the shows are going to be uh, wrapping up for the year. So we have a lot of year end stuff. We're trying to get together. You guys asked for this. We're trying to get together the all host episode. You know what it's like getting all these people together at the same time at the same night. So we're trying to get that done. So you'll have the whole host episode to listen to like you do between Christmas and New Year's. We're working on you that. Know what's now. really fun is that Glenn picked one of the days that he knows I'm going to be out of town. So I really am kind of thinking that you don't want me on it. I only I mean, had like, I, like two days to pick ask from. You for the day. I'm like, I need next Monday off. You're like, okay, we're doing all host on Monday. Yeah, well, that's Monday night. I figured you'd be home and you won't be tired at all by then. Where am I going to be? I'll be, be a Flagstaff. I told you. I'm <laughs> you not did it home. from the parking lot of the bowling alley last time. Was it that's the bowling true, alley? But I didn't. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was the bowling alley because you couldn't hear in the bowling alley. So I went out, sat in the frigging car in the cold doing this. I'm not doing that again. Because you're so dedicated. But we're So we are hoping to get the All Hosts episode uh, together for you. And all of the other shows, we're going to have a cup. Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll let the cat out of the bag. We do have two new shows starting in January that uh, are going to add to the lineup. So we'll what? have. Yeah, so there'll be a couple of new shows adding to the lineup here starting in January, and we'll be able to tell you more about those here shortly as well. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm really excited about both of those because they cover areas that we don't cover currently. So that's going to... I know. Is there an area that we don't cover in the horse world? Apparently, there's still a f- few left. Um, let's see. I can, What do we not talk about in the show? I got nothing. We are... We, <laughs> if, yeah. I have no idea what. Well, this you know what we've never talked about is fast track, and and uh, she's ready. I think. 
Yes, absolutely. We've got Victoria Thompson from Fast Track on the phone to talk about a revolutionary equine rehabilitative orthotic. Uh, and and I, I, I have so many questions. So good morning, Victoria. Hi, good morning, Jamie and Glenn. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're great. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to know what is this product that you have? <laughs> sure. So um, I work for Horsepower Technologies, and we have developed the world's first uh, rehabilitative orthotic for equine lameness, which we call Fast Track. And we actually just launched Fast Track the weekend before Thanksgiving at AAEP, the American Association of Equine Practitioners Mm -hmm. in San Antonio, Texas. And what Fast Track does is it I, the way I explain it over the phone is it's a highly engineered, it almost looks like a human ACL uh, knee brace. And essentially, it functions the same way for horses. So um, there's three key elements of fast track. So the first one is it redirects the weight-bearing forces away from the injured ligaments and tendons on the flexor apparatus, which um, are a series of tendons that run uh, down the back of the horse's forelimb, okay. and it redirects those strains and um, weights onto the hardier parts of the horse's anatomy, which is the cannon bone and the pastern bone. So that allows uh, veterinarians to start um, introducing early exercise into a rehabilitative um, exercise protocol earlier, and that obviously helps with tendons healing and it creates a controlled environment um, to allow horses to start uh, healing faster. So that's the first key element of fast track. The second is that um, a lot of veterinarians worry about hyperextension or re-injury of a uh, soft tissue um, injury. So what fast track does, we have a uh, dial on the side of it which you can actually dial in the degree of range of motion of the fetlock joint. So um, you can set it at 20 degrees, um, and that helps offload the tendons, the injured tendons and ligaments. And it also allows the horse to start, um, you know, early paddock turnout or early walk trot uh, without hyperextending the injury. Okay, so and what is what does this look like when it's on the horse's leg for those who don't see it? Again, you can go to horsepowertech.com to kind of look a little bit more about uh, what Fast Track looks like. But for those who don't know, describe it. Yeah, sure. So um, we have an upper cuff that, uh, so it's a, a brace that helps support the fetlock joint. So okay. it has an upper cuff that kind of clings on to the cannon bone right above the fetlock joint. It leaves the fetlock joint completely free of any um, hardware of, of the brace. And then it, we have a lower cuff that grabs onto the pastern bone. And the safe stop technology, the dial I just mentioned, is on the side of it. That helps limit the range of motion of the fetlock joint. Now, when the horse is wearing this, I think the description of kind of an, a knee brace with the dials, mm-hmm. all the technology that you see is a very good description. It's obviously a lot smaller, uh, shorter, but you know, when, when you put something on one horse, a horse's leg, do you put a brace or a wrap or anything on the opposite leg, not just to prevent, you know, the brace hitting any of the, 
splint bones, but also to prevent them from overloading or offloading onto the other foot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a great, yeah, that's a great question. And actually fast track is sold in pairs Mm. and you put uh, fast track on the healthy limb to help um, minimize any risk of overcompensation on that healthy limb. And also um, with the dial I mentioned, if you're dialing in a uh, restricted degree of motion on one limb, you want to do it on the healthy limb as well. So it doesn't um, interfere with their gait. Interesting. And the dial is on the outside, so it's not going to hit up against the fetlock. So it's on the outside side. Well, that that was one of my questions is how tough did you make these? How tough have they been? Because, you know, horses abuse stuff. So, Yeah, actually very durable. We have a engineering firm in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where we're located north of Boston. And they, we have a cycle tester, which um, does, performs walk, trot, and canter over millions of cycles. We're not going to ask a horse to do that. So we actually have engineered a piece of equipment that has tested the durability of um, fast track over the last um, couple years now. And it, it actually broke the test fixture <laughs> fast did. so it's incredibly durable <laughs> did, now did you test nice. it with a pony standing beside it beside it kicking it did you, did you? Yeah. <laughs> or yes, biting it have, or biting it done, yeah yeah yes um we have a stable of horses at tufts university in grafton massachusetts and um all our test for our research horses have had it on in the stall we've had it you know, them fucking around in the paddock with it. Uh, one horse tried to, um, you know, get kicked up against the stall. And um, luckily, the horse and the fast track uh, both were uninjured. <laughs> well, I mean, it's made, Glenn, of titanium. So it's not like it's just yeah, that aircraft wimpy grade metal. Aluminum. Yeah. yeah, it's not plastic. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Or, yeah, yeah, it's not plastic. Right. <laughs> how long... So how long, so are we only one using it when there is an injury or, or a suspected injury? Uh, or are, when are people using it? Is that the only use case? Yeah, so um, Fast Track is used during um, early mobilization of a rehabilitative um, process. So your veterinarian would recommend it to you um, during stall rest and then early uh, walk and trot um, after your horse has sustained a soft tissue injury. Um, we do, so that's fast track. Our company is also, um, in development of a preventative product, which we call Soundtrack. Um, that hasn't been released yet. It's still in the developmental phase, but what Soundtrack is meant to do is meant to be, um, used during training to prevent hyperextension, um, of the fetlock joint. So that is, um, coming soon, but not yet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, well, we're going to have to have you back on to talk about that when you get that done, because that yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, I don't even know where you could start with that because you couldn't like jump in it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So that's interesting. Um, so how how much does something like this cost? Is it like $10 billion stuff right now? <laughs> no, luckily it's not. Um, Fast Track is $2,000 per pair. So that's um, both the left and the right Fast Track. That's that's less than you would pay for like Shockwave, you know. I mean, right. And, right. You know, if you think about it, it's less than well, you pay for a vet sure bill. A <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, we do feel that fast track will be used in tandem with a lot of these other therapies. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure it was, um, you know, a fair price point and um, 
and we think we accomplished that. So, so just so we're clear, it mm-hmm. it helps heal because it provides the support that needs to heal. So it's not actually doing anything itself yeah. except providing that necessary support and helping the leg, helping them still use their leg without putting tension on mm-hmm. those tendons and things. Exactly. Right. So it lowers um, the horse's pain by redirecting the weight away from that injury. And it also allows the veterinarian to start um, prescribing early exercise, which promotes healing of the tendons. And this is, the, it looks almost just like the ones I've seen for human therapy where, where people yeah. have knee injuries and things <laughs> where they're trying to do the same thing. It almost looks just like it, actually. Uh, yeah, it's very similar. And actually, uh, we took a lot of um, the advances in human medical science and applied it to um, the equine world, which um, hasn't been done that much. So we're really excited um, to be launching Fast Track. Yay! Can you imagine? The day of the okay, horse. So like, in my neighborhood, if somebody, you know, if your horses are out with fly masks on, somebody will stop and be like, why you got blindfolds on them? Can you imagine what they would be like stopping <laughs> and saying if they saw these things on the front of my horse's legs? Oh, hey, oh. what do you do to those horses? <laughs> and, and how many people stop I mean, when your horses are laying I, down sleeping and they stop and think your horse is dead? If you oh, got these on the legs, it's going to be, oh. <laughs> We had a guy working on the house and the horses are trace clipped. And he's like, what kind of horses are them? And I'm like, oh, they're all kind of different kinds. And he was like, I've never seen a horse look like that with that color. And I was like, that's a clip job. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine how much this would set off the neighborhood. My gosh, but it's so cool. So where can people learn more about it? And is this something that maybe the veterinarian would prescribe? So you want to like... Hey, I want to let my vet know about this. How do we get exactly. all that out? I'm thinking, can yeah, I start exactly. a rental business with this? Is that prohibited? Because <laughs> I live in Ocala and I can rent these out all day long. Oh, I bet. Yeah, so these are going to be sold directly to your veterinarian. So make sure that you do ask your veterinarian about horsepower technologies and fast tracks. And Oh, um, so it is a kind of a prescription? So Only to it, vets? Yes, okay. your veterinarian will recommend fast tracks. Okay. That's interesting. Exactly. There goes my rental business. Sorry, buddy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try. Well, once, like, once you um, purchase Fast Track for your horse, that, then it's yours. So oh, good. If you do want to. <laughs> hey, Doc, I need 25 of them today, please. <laughs> yeah. Glenn, I feel like there should be a little more knowledge involved with setting the dial. You than think? just you. Oh, right. okay. All right. Well. <laughs> so, well, exactly. Victoria, what's the, what's the website people can go to? It's horsepowertech.com. Is that the best one? Are you guys on Facebook? Exactly. Yep. Horsepowertech.com or give us a call. Our number is um, 1-844-514. And I see they're in, hear from you. they're in pre-order now or are they out? Pre-ordering right now. Okay. They will become available in March okay. of next year. Cool. I can't imagine how wonderful this is going to be for the horse racing community. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. So every barn's going to have 10 of them. Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. Good job. You know, I'm so glad that people are really starting to do high tech for horses. And that we've only seen in the last five years where, the, where people are actually spending a lot of money doing the research like you guys did. Uh, because it's yeah. very costly to get a product like this to the point where you're at. Um, that's where the, that's where the billions of dollars came in, Jamie, was getting the product to this point, but yeah, good job. Thank you for for helping help our horses. Yeah. Well, thank you, Glenn and Jamie for having us on the air. This was great. All right. Thanks Thanks for coming on. See ya. Thank you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
when soundtrack comes out, I want to talk to her again. Yeah. I you know, how that. big? Did, I was trying to picture how big that would be because it can't be very big if you're actually supposed to use it. You know, for I don't know. I don't know, but it sure has got to be a hell of a lot better than polo wraps. That's true. That I, <laughs> That's yeah. true. True. Which nobody ever puts on right. All right. We're going to do a switch over here. Why don't you tell, you know, I've been seeing a whole bunch of people posting on Facebook here, especially our listeners, of their horse lovers boxes coming in. Just tons of horse lovers boxes going out right now. And uh, here's a random story about a horse lovers box. Okay. I was out trail. I was out when I went to take Zeus out to the little field. I do a gallop in. <clears throat> There's a huge, huge box in the field. I was like, who dumped their box in the field? What a jackass. Who the hell would dump their garbage in my trot field? Hello. And I walk over and it's a horse lover's box and it has my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we had really bad wind the other day and it blew, it must have blown out of my garbage, our big dumpster and blown all the way down into this field. And I'm like, I'm cussing that person. How <laughs> dare somebody leave their garbage in my field? And it says horse lover's. Jamie Jennings. Dang it. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Jemmy's on here, and she had her first experience wearing paddock boots the other day. Uh, they were so comfy. There you go. <laughs> I loved she, them. I wanted to take them home. <laughs> she was surprised. It was a Dublin pair of Dublin paddock boots, which, by the way, you can buy at Horse Lovers right now. They also have closeouts on name, ba- name brand breeches for $10. For Wait, they do? They Crap! do. They do. It's right on the homepage. You don't even have to go past the homepage and you're spending $100 at Horse Lovers. They also are continuing their holiday deals of the day. And and that deal right now is uh, a pair of uh, breeches and they are plaid. Um, So how do you feel about plaid, by the way? I want, I love them. Where are they? I want them. Uh, $10. So you can head on to uh, horselovers.com now. Check out their flash sales, their deal of the day. All of that is continuing. There still is the coupon code. Oh my gosh, Glenn. Yeah. No. First of all, back on track, free gift with one of the mesh sheets. Well, I have the mesh sheet and I have it in black. Now they're selling it in red and I want it in red. And they give the free quick wraps, which is also what I want for and those are ninety three dollars. When I bought my back on track, they had a free saddle pad. Like I needed those. Hey, they have paddock I, boots on sale too. What size are you, Jimmy? I think we determined you're a nine. So I'll write that down. Christmas I'm whatever is Jen is. So Christmas is coming. All right. <laughs> they're 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 cheap, so we can afford to buy it for you. So you oh, wore Jennifer's was- paddock boots. <laughs> Yes, she did. She loved them, too. It was funny. So anyway, uh, that's what's happening. But the coupon codes, there's still two coupon codes you can use for our listeners. HRN at checkout gets you $5 off any order of $50 or more. And let's face it, you're in for 50 And then, or you can use radio. You use radio at checkout, and you'll get a free fleece blanket that is worth $25 with any order of $50 or more. So whichever you want, you can put those coupon codes in, or do both. If you're making two orders, just use one of each, and you'll find Full that. Full seat breeches for $10? <laughs> Here's $23, 30 um, $30. Oh my gosh, they have men's dressage breeches Full seat white for ten dollars. I know what Chad's getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll love that. I'm sure he'll <laughs> absolutely love that. Well, that's horselovers.com. Thank you to horselovers.
Well, we have somebody back on the show that we haven't talked to in a long time, and listeners have been clamoring and asking us, when, oh, when are we going to hear her lovely voice again? Well, you're going to hear it right now, because Victoria Spicer is back. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Laura, I'm back. <laughs> oh, you're sound way far away. Oh, you're too- no. Oh, no. Any better? That's a little better. Yeah. Yes. Ah, I have a- you're on my headset. So I'm back again, and we're having signed issues. So it's like I've never <laughs> been away. Back to normal with Victoria. Victoria, yeah, is Rory right there, your baby? Uh, he is sleeping. So I'm thinking I might get through this call without him crying. But uh, he's uh, he's very well, as little Rory. We spent three oh. years with Jamie's baby crying on this show, so no problem. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> I know, I know I feel her pain of uh, I mean Rory is a, a generally pretty happy laid back baby but um, it's not easy trying to get any work done when he is like constantly wanting to be entertained or played with or fed or changed <laughs> and uh, he doesn't quite understand the whole you know just wait two minutes while I send an email thing he, he kind of wants my How attention. old is he now? He is six months today so uh, oh my yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, six. See, to me, five, six months was when they started to be a little more fun. Like, yeah. it's pretty tedious up until that point <laughs> because now they're smiling and they're kind of interacting with you. And then it's, I just, I gotta have to be honest, it's gonna suck for about two more years. <laughs> just so yeah. you know. He's not moving. Yeah. He's like, um, he can roll around, but he can't crawl or, or anything. And so I think that's going to be the hard part when I have to, I can no longer leave him in one place and wander off. He's yeah. he's going to be running around. So you can, yeah. it's, it's fun when you can like set them on the carpet and like walk off and go do something and come back and they're still on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should relish this stage while it lasts. Yeah, absolutely. So what is kind of the most fun part about being a mom? Um, I mean, I have to fit in my hectic schedule of baby classes. So I've been taking him to baby swimming and baby Pilates and monkey music. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop at baby Pilates. Is that a thing? It is a thing. But I have to say, in baby yoga, they make the babies do yoga. In baby Pilates, there's like... Um, a kind of pile of like play mats and swings and and toys and the babies just are piled in the middle while we do Pilates so, <laughs> um, yeah so that's lots of fun and I've met some really nice moms and including one in my um we have like NCT here which is like your child care classes because um obviously we didn't have a clue what we were doing with, with this whole child care thing and I met um all the girls in my class are lovely it's such a nice group and one of them rides so uh, um, and you'll love this she works at buckingham palace so oh um, wow <laughs> <laughs> nice. how, how, how but yeah so i have a fellow horsey mom in my group so that's really nice gotcha so kind of getting out there i, I was gonna say how do you be like feel the burn come on push it rory <laughs> get it up you're not stretching far <laughs> enough pull those little legs <laughs> <laughs> And then, (laughs) Victoria, what is honestly the hardest part Um, to you? It is the, yeah, trying to get anything done (laughs) is the hardest thing. And so I gave birth on on the Wednesday and at Monday I was back at my desk, which wasn't fun um, because, as you guys know, I work at Hickstead and and while I left horse and country, um, I stuck with Hickstead and I kept reassuring them that I'd be fine to do this season. 
and the show started a week after he was born. So oh. I was doing the show and I have to say the first show was fractious like I wasn't getting enough sleep and my head was gone and I was trying to write press releases and but I got through and by the second show it was great and I took Rory down to the show we met Nick Skelton so I've got a picture of Rory that I'll show him when he's older he'll be like who is that man and I'll be like no it's great he won, he won an Olympic medal it's great and he won't have a clue <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you yeah. knew him <laughs> yeah the first few months with working straight away was hard and then I had a kind of delayed onset maternity leave so um, I I wouldn't recommend going back to work that quickly (laughs) it it wasn't that easy but never mind wow that's incredible you've had a ton of changes in really your whole life really professionally since uh, we talked last yeah so um, just doing um, HXED and then um, I have started writing for Heels Down, which is really great. I know you guys are, I, I think, um, is it Caroline from Heels yeah, Down? Yeah, she'll be on next, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll say, hey, um, we had a, we did a, a, a Facebook live chat a few um, weeks ago, which was really nice. But yeah, she told me that she'd taken over my slot and I was only a little bit jealous, so it's fine. <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, um, yeah, they're, I'm really liking working for them, sending a monthly column for, for their digital magazine and then writing web pieces as well, including one that went up today. So uh, yeah, you can... You can see some of my writing on their site. Well, she doesn't quite have the accent down. She needs to work on that, though, because it's, it's not the same. <laughs> She's not Scottish enough with her horsies. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we haven't heard horsies in forever. We've been missing Aww. that. I need to cut these words out and just play them occasionally so everybody goes, oh, Victoria. Oh, Victoria. <laughs> Random. So what do you guys do? You know, it is the holidays. What do you do at the holidays? Do you head home to Scotland? Do you stay in England? What do you do? We stay in England. We go to um, my partner's family um, who are about an hour away um, down in Chichester, so on the coast. Um, And uh, yeah, it'll be Rory's first Christmas. And actually, everyone in our family is pregnant. (laughs) And so um, it's going to be a quiet one for us um, because both of Nick's brothers, um, their wives are imminently giving birth soon. Um, and uh, yeah, my brother and his wife are, are expecting as well. So Rory's going to have three new cousins in the space of eight weeks. She's oh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Quite a lot. So this is going to be the quiet Christmas, whereas next year, all the brothers will probably come back to Chichester and there's going to be babies everywhere. You know <laughs> so how you can... Don't drink the water. Don't drink their water. Oh my God. That's crazy. You know how you can yeah. set up automatic delivery on Amazon? You just need to put baby gifts for baby showers and automatic delivery. One every week. Oh, I know. Yep. <laughs> Nick, uh, I mean, Nick's working from home now too. Um, so uh, he is getting annoyed at me this week because I've got too many Amazon deliveries. And I keep trying to point out that half of them are for his family, but no, he's not impressed having to answer the door <laughs> especially as whenever somebody rings the door the dog tries to escape and the baby starts crying and uh, it's kind of chaos in our house okay here's what i did victoria just so you know i dismantled my doorbell when i had a baby <laughs> especially during the holidays because people ring the 
the doorbell and leave a package out and you're like, I'll be right there. Baby's <laughs> crying, dog's barking. It's chaos. You get there. There's like a box on the ground. You're like, yeah. you didn't have to ring the freaking doorbell. <laughs> yeah, I dismantled it. Our ones would ring the doorbell. And if you don't answer, even though there's like lights on in a car outside, they would take the parcel away. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. Um, so uh, yeah. Well, you know, Victoria, we, well, the other thing we've missed is you were our connection to the British royal family. You were our only connection, actually. So, um, And now that you actually know somebody working at Buckingham Palace, and there's been this big development, we want to know what, what, the, what the average uh, Britisher thinks about Meghan Markle and the whole thing. Like, there's not been that much said. We're, I think the thing that's uh, stood out most for me is she looks really like Pippa Middleton. I she does. Amazingly. Yeah. Scarily close. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously, the rumor mongers, you know, were trying to marry Harry and Pippa off back during the wedding um, of William a few years ago. So it's quite funny that he's married her doppelganger <laughs> or he's marrying her. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I think people are slightly surprised he's not marrying some uh, aristocratic blonde. But, you know, it didn't work that well for his father. So <laughs> maybe maybe he'll do better. So, uh, yeah, um, I think I think people are just excited about having a wedding. But then very upset that we're not having a bank holiday, which <laughs> sometimes Although you're not get. getting off that day. Yeah, it's so unfair. <laughs> and on a horsey spin, it's going to be in Windsor in May, and that's when Windsor Horse Show is. So I think they should have it during the horse show, and that all the press office should get to go to the wedding. Oh, well, then we're going to sign up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be over. <laughs> Let us... yeah, so... <laughs> now, will this be a huge wedding like the last one, or will this be a more, you know, is it a royal state wedding with all the horses and the carriages and the whole thing, or...? I don't know. I mean, I presume it'll still have a lot of pomp and ceremony, but maybe not quite as big as William's um, and Catherine's. But I think I saw something about her Catherine's wedding dress and it cost something ridiculous, like a hundred thousand pounds or half a million pounds or something. So it'd be quite interesting to see if Meghan decides she wants to have a bigger and better wedding dress than her sister-in-law to be. Um, but I presume there will be some of the usual royal um, paraphernalia going on, so we will see. Well, see, this is what we missed. We missed getting all these updates from you on the, on the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My vague royal guessing, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you're the closest we get to vague royal guessing, so. Oh. <laughs> well, Victoria, it is. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to, to join us again. I know the listeners are going to be thrilled to hear your voice and to hear horsies once again. Can you just say it for us again? Horsey. Horsey. Hey, speaking of, how do you still have your horse? I do. Um, so a girl took her on loan while I was um, while I was pregnant, and then a few weeks after I'd had Rory, I started um, started riding again. So I'm only riding once or twice a week, which is not enough, but it's just hard to uh, fit everything in and uh, abandon my child with with uh, Nick and head off to the stables for hours and. And uh, she's a little bit far further away than is perfect for me. So um, it's, yeah, not easy to fit in enough riding times. And I'm desperate to compete again. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> hi, Jamie, how do you compete with your with your little boy? Do you um, bring him? Or do, you, do you just have a handy relative there? <laughs> so I competed when he was like six months old, uh, three months old. And 
I got out there and I had two, sorry, he's about five months old. And I had two girls that were, came with me and they were supposed to help me with the horse and help me with the baby. They did nothing. I did nothing. <laughs> he cut his first two teeth in the trailer that night. They <laughs> did not help me. I did not sleep at all the night before. And then I got eliminated on like fence five <laughs> for cross country. So okay. I refuse now to compete. Uh, I will not compete unless Chad's there now. Yeah. Because he's the only person I don't have to worry about, you know, Lucas not getting run out. You know, he's going to protect him better than, than a teenage girl would, I think, you know. So I, I guess my, my suggestion, the other thing we have is that we have a babysitter that has babysat him since the beginning. And she's a horse girl. She boards her horse out here. So it's kind of easier for me being here. But she, I'll say, okay, you watch while I ride. And then I'll watch while you ride kind of thing. Yeah. And. And so find a, find a girl out at your barn that loves kids and say, you know what? With a baby. So I, we can maybe do swapsies while riding, but I think going to a show, I think is going to be a a challenge too far. So I just need to get my mom to come down from Scotland every time I go to a show. I'm sure she won't mind. Oh. <laughs> it's it's a hard I kind of had to quit competing at the horse trials because I was having to drive six hours and then you got to pack for the kid for three days as well not just the horse and you and your husband and the kid and get food you got to have snacks oh my god you got to have groceries <laughs> okay what if he needs a sandwich okay but he's gonna be thirsty so I need some juice and make sure you have fresh bottles of water is everything clean how is it is it disinfected what happens if it gets hit in the dirt how am I gonna take I'm care tired of it? just and listening to this <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of stopped competing. So let me know how it works out for you. I, I will. I, I'm not failed this night. It doesn't help as well that Nick works every weekend at the moment. Oh, so, uh, yeah. And so I'd have to compete in the weekdays. And then he wouldn't mind coming to watch me. It's, as long as I don't do dressage, he finds it very tedious. But uh, he would come and watch me jump. But he hates all the kind of hanging around at the yard beforehand and plaiting up and loading your tack and and uh putting bandages oh he can't stand all that so uh yeah this is the issue <laughs> sounds familiar. you know what you do you tell him if you don't like it take the baby and get out of here bye yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you did this to me you did this to me this is your fault you take this baby and you get out of here because i'm gonna i've got to do some braids i gotta get him clean i gotta wash his tail i got so much to do you're not helping get out yeah. Yeah, I could take the baby and go he started winning now as in the baby not nick <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, um yeah i could leave him all day and go off to a show although i'm thinking dressage and jumping is better than eventing i think my eventing days are over because as you say even though we don't have six hour drives and three day stays um it takes a long time to go eventing so uh yeah. you can whereas you can go to a dressage test and uh, warm up Test and oh, you can do that day. again when you're 40. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 40, Glenn. Yep, there you go. <laughs> How's it working out for me? <laughs> uh, no, I do those day shows a lot. That's that's easier. I put them in the trailer, I go out, I compete, and I come home. Like, that's easy. But yeah, the three-day events are really, really hard. They're really, really, really hard. hard when you don't have a child to deal with. Let's face it. it that's a, It's a challenge. But they're so fun. Yeah, but it's, it's a long three days. It is. <laughs> and you. Is, Luke, is Lucas riding? Has he got a pony or is he, or are you trying to steer him away? <laughs> oh my gosh. He gets a riding lesson every week. And Aww. there's a, there's a little girl that uh, is his age too. And her mom rides with me. And so they'll come out and they'll do a group lesson and then it gets competitive. Otherwise he doesn't want to 
want to do it. But he rides the the old crippled paint horse that we have and <laughs> bless his oh. heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to steer Rory clear of uh, a lifetime of, of <laughs> being penniless and exhausted. Uh, I hope he goes and plays like soccer instead. All right. We have to say <laughs> goodbye to Victoria now because I want to I want to cut her off with more to say so she comes back. It's my evil plan. <laughs> I could talk to you forever. I know. I'm grilling grilling you about your how to combine motherhood and uh, riding. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't have better, better advice. <laughs> Well, then don't do it. <laughs> you won't get no, to do it. Just got to get the husband in- involved. You just got to get him involved. And that's that's the only way I've been able to do it. But <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Oh, it's lovely to hear both of your voices as well. It's been great. Thank you, Victoria. Now come back sooner next time than six months, okay? I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right, good. All right, good. Thanks, Victoria. Have a and Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And to you. All right, bye bye. Well, happy holidays is coming from Uncle Jimmy. I spoke to Uncle Jimmy yesterday, and it's that time of year, and he wants to spread the holiday spirit to your four-legged family members. Now, y'all know Uncle Jimmy's brand products, Uncle Jimmy's hangy balls, Uncle Jimmy's licky things, Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. We love Uncle Jimmy's. We've been talking about Uncle Jimmy's products for years. You see them in all of your stores. Well, he has a brand new website. That's right. It's brand new. It was just built. It just went live, I think, over the weekend. And he's offering a special discount just for listeners, just for our listeners. And, Jimmy, you can post this on Facebook, too, with the, with the coupon code. Uh, it is a special discount of 25% off any order of $50 or more. You, or It's actually 25% off. There's two here. And any order of $50 or more, you'll get free shipping. So not only are you going to get 25% off your whole order, you're going to get free shipping at $50 or more. You use the coupon code HORSERADIO, two words, HORSERADIO, at checkout, and it'll take the 25% off and then apply the free shipping. And this is just for listeners of Horse Radio Network. And I did notice that he changed the name of one of the products, Jamie. Really? The chicken product? You know, the Pecker the, Wrecker? The Pecker Wrecker, apparently... They've now are distributing in Europe, and some of the European countries had a problem with that. So uh, it is now the Pekin Wrecker, P-E-C-K-E-N, the Pekin Wrecker. Okay, can I just tell Uncle Jimmy, if you're listening, yeah, he's probably that listening. do you know how many times my child <laughs> asked for a pecker record? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because we hung it up together because Uncle Jimmy sent me one, and we hung it up together on a tree, and so the it has like this little coil that is the inside of the pecker wrecker. And so we hung it up and Lucas and I were watching the pecker wrecker, pecker wrecker, pecker wrecker. Well, the chickens love them, don't they? Oh my gosh. It was crazy. (laughs) I videoed it. It was insane. So the problem is that every time he goes back there, he sees the string where it was hung and he goes, mommy, can I have another pecker record? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you see a string at school hanging from the ceiling, I can't wait for that phone call home. <laughs> My mommy gave me a pecker record. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Jimmy. I'm going to go to jail because of you. But that, it's hilarious. It's so funny. Well, he loves it. I, we, we use the squeezy buns all the time because you can actually put medicine in the squeezy buns and they'll eat it. So that's one of the uh. nice things about the squeezy buns is that's what they're really made for. But, you know, the hangy balls, too. I mean, people put them in the stalls to alleviate boredom. He was the first one. And he has the sugar-free one. Don't forget that. You can get the sugar-free hangy ball as well. Uncle-Jimmies.com. We'll post a link to it on Facebook. It is Horse Radio. Two separate words. It's the coupon code for 25% off. Also, I saw some of you asking for oh. re- reading ideas over the holidays. Don't forget our friend, uh, uh, 
who does the books. It's Carly Cade. And she, excuse me, hold on. Take your time. Breathing is still an issue. Oh, you poor little book. I'm not complaining. I just said it's an issue. Um, I don't want to get in trouble again. So don't forget our friend Carly Cade's new book called Cowboy Away, the highly anticipated sequel to In the Rains, an Equus Film Festival Literary Award winner for Best Western Fiction and two-time Feathered Quill Book Award winner. Follows horse trainer McKinnon Kelly as he hits the road with nothing but his memories, a pistol, and the hope to put his demon to rest. He's a cowboy caught between his present and his past who learns that sometimes one has to go backwards in order to go forward. In the follow God, haven't I learned that? <laughs> in the follow-up to In the Rains, readers start exactly where the first book left off, taking a deep dive into the history of the Greenbrier gang, meet some new characters, and follow the quarter horse trainer, to his tumultuous past. And you can find that book at carlycadecreative.com. That's C-A-R-L-Y-K-A-D-E creative.com. So go over if you're looking for reading material. And I know some of you were for the holidays. That's uh, th- You can get both of those books. Get In the Rains and Cowboy Away. And you have something to read between Christmas Horse and books New written years. by horse people. Yeah, she's and a horse girl. you get better than that? Yeah, no, she's definitely a horse girl. All right, very good. We have some teenage social media drama, don't we? Yes, we do. Don't we have like a Yeah, a I, what day of the week do we usually do that? Monday? We used to do it on Mondays. Yeah. Oh, here we go. And now it's time for Teenage Social Media Drama. Fade away. This was sent in by uh, Claire Kirsch, one of our listeners. And um, I would like to point out that if you do see something like this, please tag me in it or send it to me. I need to see them uh, because now we get this. <clears throat> this was off Facebook and I'm, I'm a group that will remain nameless. As some of you know, I am extremely knowledgeable about horses in general. Thoroughbreds and Arabs specifically, and genetics and breeding, etc. However, I am not schooled in Western. So can someone please like explain what a gated horse is and why in the world you would want one? <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> I understand that the trot is supposed to feel like walking, but why would you want that? Yeah. Also, if someone could also please explain to me why every Western rider I have ever encountered rides holding their reins in one hand. How do you control them that way? Is that why Western riders prefers quarter horses? Easier to control because it's like riding a couch? Yes, I do realize that they race quarter horses as well. However, there is a stark difference in riding a quarter horse and an Arab or thoroughbred. I think of quarter horses like warm bloods, big and well, relatively slow going. Anyway, I like crave knowledge. So please educate me in Western. Thanks. Doesn't know how to use Google. This is for you, Jamie. Mm, bring it on. Hi, 
feathers in her hair She can go anywhere on that Palomino mare She's got Rocky Mountain Ivory that she wears around her neck And the Grateful Dead plays on In her head Somewhere between She can rope and ride And she likes hanging out with me She believes that love Is the one thing that can't change anything And she loves me And that's the part that gets me She's all about peace Love horses and me was just for jamie it's dedicated to jamie and i dedicated it so the problem with playing that is usually when you play a song i get to go to the restroom and i don't get to go (laughs) (laughs) when you play that because i'm jamming (laughs) well you'll just have to hold it now so coming up next we have caroline from heels down magazine hi hi guys good morning you heard we just had one of your compatriots on now I know it's hard to follow that accent. Yeah, to be can you honest. please try? Can you give it no, a little effort? No, oh my gosh, I no, that would I would offend a lot of people if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carolina, also I have to apologize in advance. You know, I have a cold, and like most people, get that kind of sexy, raspy voice when they get a yeah. cold. Unfortunately, that is not what happens. You just to have me. the snotty just, nose voice. 
Uh, I just sound kind of like a man, but <laughs> still me. It's still me. <laughs> we'll, we'll forgive you. Uh, we, we've never been on the air with colds before. Uh, yeah, or, you know, broken ribs or major yeah, life-changing exactly. injuries. I couldn't even breathe there. Don't give him an opportunity yes. to whine. Oh, oh boy. I was going to take it, too. <laughs> Hey, uh, before we get talking about Heels Down stuff, I just, and Jemmy, I want you in on this too. I'm going to ask you yeah. guys a little question because it just came out and I was shocked. Somebody finally did a, re- a report. <laughs> I don't know how they did this, but they did a report on podcasts. And now Caroline's a podcaster, of course, with uh, Heels Down Happy Hour. They just recorded their show last night and it sounded like that was a lot of fun. So much fun. Also, it's very strange to be called a podcaster, but I liked it when you said that. <laughs> well, you are. So it's good, doesn't it? We're it all does. podcasters on here, and everybody listening likes podcasts. So there's that. There are now, get this, 420,000 podcasts on Apple. Wow. So uh, now they ha- Apple divides them up by categories. And anybody that you've seen, if you go into iTunes, you're going to see they have, they have like science and they have TV and film and business and comedy and education and arts and music and society and culture and religion. And we're under sports, by the way. That's where we show up. Now they did really? a- actually, yeah, because it's the only place we fit. So it's the because they don't have any animals. Why don't they have any animals? I don't know. They any don't sense. have a crazy person. Yeah. Person, so. <laughs> <laughs> they all the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so now they did a study on which ha- category has the most podcasts, and uh, everybody was shocked. We were all shocked. So any guess on which category has the most podcasts? Okay, say, wait, what are the categories again? A religion, society, music, arts, education, comedy, business, TV, sports, technology, news, games, health, and science. I'm going to say comedy because that's mostly the other podcasts that I listen to. So that's probably the ones I know most of. I know a bunch of people. Well, I don't know a bunch. I know one or two really crazy people that are gamers. Mm. Ooh. Mm, that's a good so one. I'd go- Games. Jamie, you've been in podcasting for a long time. What do you guess? My okay, my real guess is religion, but my other guess, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually is like technology or something because there's so many podcasts about podcasting. <laughs> so I would be surprised. <laughs> well, Jamie or Jemmy, you get the award. Ding 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 oh, ding. Religion. Oh, which one? Religion. <laughs> what? Religion has fifty eight thousand podcasts. You know that makes sense. What if they podcast wow. like every Sunday morning sermon? Uh, they do a lot church. of churches. A lot of churches yeah. do that. The next one was society and culture, uh, with forty eight thousand. Music was next with forty thousand, and that was the one that they brought out in the article as most surprising because we're not allowed to play music. So I don't know how they get away with that. Uh, I don't know why a music podcast that can't play music is so popular. I mean, we we play it because we do independent artists, but there can't be forty thousand shows about independent artists. I, I don't know. Arts is the next one, and that's what I thought would be number one because that's all the NPR shows fall under arts. So yeah, that is the many of them though. Do you know, like those are the hot, more of the highly produced ones. They're kind of and they get tens of millions of listeners. But you're right, there's only like twenty of them. Right? Yeah, Yeah. you're right. They get most of the downloads. Um, (laughs) Education was in, and then comedy was in sports by the way is 10th on the list with 23,000 and we only have 15 of those me. yeah we only have 15 I thought it'd be more sports it's next to religion for a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is true I wonder how many uh, equestrian related podcasts in total there are do we know there are more and more popping up that I'm hearing about every day pretty much we were the only ones and a cup and like two others for a long time there's been a lot that have come and gone you know they do it for a while and quit mm-hmm. um 
but there are some new ones popping up now, and uh, they've been hanging around for a little while. So I think we are going to see more of them over time. You know, not one of them has booked me as a guest. <laughs> um, oh, is, yeah. that a, is that a hint? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's just a subtle like, hint. Yeah, it's a subtle like hint. Horse, uh, I mean, Glenn, have you been invited onto a horse podcast? You're like the horse podcast guy. I've been on every other kind of podcast but a horse podcast. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because you complain point, so much how much you talk about horses, Glenn. No. <laughs> like, well, we're not going to find him. <laughs> Don't you get your fix doing this every yeah, day? Yeah, I kind of want to get away from horses. That's why we started the show about travel. So, Yeah, you're like, I'm going to go around Florida. Yeah. I'm sick of horses. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of horses, what are we talking about today? Uh, so, yeah, we haven't spoken since the December issue um, came out. And uh, so we have Kent Farrington on the the cover of our December issue, which if you haven't seen that cover, it's absolutely stunning. Ashley Newhoff shot that, um, did that photo shoot for us. And I mean, Kent Farrington is easy on the eyes. So that was a pretty popular cover. We got a lot of people sending us messages being like, yeah, do more of that. Can we just have him on the cover every month? <laughs> like, no, like it's not the, not the Kent Farrington magazine. I mean, that isn't a bad idea, really. But um, so the, he was our cover story. And it's a really, really fantastic article. He talks about his childhood. We hear from his sister, his mother. It's very, it's an interesting read because it's very obvious that he's been kind of uh, a unique type of person since he was a kid. Like he's been hyper competitive and super driven in that kind of crazy, unstoppable way that, you know, people know him as a little bit of kind of like an obsessive compulsive type of person. He had, you know, he's very, has he in always control been jumpers? Of- was he jumpers from the beginning? Yeah, I yeah. think he's always, he's always, you know, he did the pony club thing um, and he did pony racing actually, when he was um, young, which, you know, that's kind of what he said gave him a little bit of that speed competitive edge because that's kind of, you know, what he grew up doing. Um, And then, you know, later he channeled that into the jumpers. Um, But, you know, his sister talked about uh, he got a briar horse model for Christmas one year. And she was like, you know, I was so excited and I was playing with my briar horse and everything. And he handed the briar horse to her and just looked her square in the face and said, I can't go to the Olympics on this thing. (laughs) He he was like six years old. (laughs) That was Ken Farrington when he was a child. So, you know, there's those athletes that it's like they were just born to be amazing, incredible athletes. And of course, Kent, you know, is number one in the world. Um, right now and he just he just also won uh chi geneva which is you know a huge one for him as well um that article is a fantastic article it was written by nancy jaffer um so everyone should go check that out the photos are stunning you know it helps to have a very you know good looking subject um so it's a really fun he, he yeah it's not it's not my least favorite cover that's for sure um, and it just talks about kind of the ingredients of what has made him, you know, a really top athlete. And it, it's a lot of insight into his personality. You know, Kent's kind of a bit of a quieter um, person. He kind of likes to go about his business and not make too much of a fuss of himself. Uh, so he really opens up and we get a good kind of glimpse at his personality. He's just a really interesting um, person. You know, he's he's very 
he wants to be very in control of all aspects of his business and he's a total perfectionist. So um, that was definitely one of my favorite articles. Uh, he in the is December also pretty issue. good at always crediting his team too. He's always been he, good at that. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he has a really good team and he's one of those people too that, you know, he's so conscious of everyone that's helping him, you know, whether it's his family or his sponsors, he is just so incredibly, you know, generous and he's done a, you know, a good amount of, um, philanthropic work as well, donating some of his, his winnings and everything. So he's is just he, a great guy. Let's, let's be honest. Let's ask the tough question. Is he married? <laughs> is he straight? He's, <laughs> uh, there is hope for you, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. I'm just looking out for my girls here. <laughs> Is he, uh, he's, so he's single and he's straight? Well, he's not married. We'll say that. Okay. Um, he is straight. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> oh These are the God. real questions that you as a journalist need to ask. Okay. <laughs> These are what people I don't know if know. that was at the top of Nancy Jaffer's list when she did. Can you, the, by the way, okay, us? Jamie doesn't That's know Nancy, Nancy Jaffer, but we both do. Can you see Nancy Jaffer even asking that question? <laughs> no way. Not a chance in hell. Nancy Not Jaffer has been in this business for longer than Carolyn and I have been to, uh, alive, I think. <laughs> like, yeah, she, no, she would not be caught dead doing that. So, but it is. <laughs> That's funny that you say that because I just thought of Nancy asking it. Nope. Well, yeah, Nancy needs to learn what the people want. <laughs> the people want to you know. know. Is the hot guy single. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Oh, Don't ever God. hire me to be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then another one of the articles that um, people are really loving is uh, an article that I did. It's a two-part article. So the first part came out in December, and that is about kissing spines, which is a really, really common kind of popular. Uh, diagnosis and and topic to be talking about um, in sport horses lately. Um, so I chatted with Dr. Kenneth Marcella. Um, he owns KLM Equine Practice in Georgia, and he sees a lot of these cases. And essentially, that what it comes down to, you know, kissing spines in horses. I don't know if you guys, you know, have ever had any personal experience with this. I have. Um, it's it's becoming so common to diagnose horses with kissing spines and, you know, that's how they kind of get spun from pre-purchases and, you know, and we're in the day and age where when you pre-purchase a horse, you x-ray every single bone in their body, which I do too. So <laughs> I'm guilty of that. I've never been one of those people that's bought a horse. Can you kind of explain more what it is? Yeah. So for people that aren't familiar with what kissing spines is, it's, um, essentially when, so the top of the horse's back, you know, those are the dorsal spinous processes. That's kind of what the saddle sits on top of. So, um, like when you, when you push down on a horse's spine, those are the bony ridges that you're feeling. And there, um, is a conformational defect when those, uh, processes become too close and they can actually override each other and they can rub on each other and impinge and of course the horse's spine, you know, it needs to be like an accordion. It needs to be able to flex and, and expand and contract to move properly. Uh, and so when those spinous processes bump into each other or, you know, they can even rub bone on bone and actually cause that bone to sort of wear down, which is really nauseating to think about, uh, that of course causes a great deal of back pain. So, um, we're coming up, you know, in the last 10 years, probably with really new, 
um, not, you know, it's not a career ending thing anymore. We've come up with really new ways to treat that. Um, and I interviewed a surgeon for um, the January issue, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks, where we go into all of the surgical options to treat kissing spines. So, you know, it's back pain. I got to imagine that's an invasive surgery, wouldn't it be? It is actually not as bad as you would think. I okay. was very surprised. Yeah, you would, because back surgery on a human is a huge deal. Um, but because it's because the problem is right kind of on the surface of the back, it's actually not as bad as you would think. And there's two kind of different types of surgeries. You know, one deals with just um, transecting the ligament and the other deals with actually um, changing the shape of the bone to allow some space in between. Um, but essentially the the point of this article is, you know, kind of ways that you can go about properly diagnosing kissing spines because it is over-diagnosed these days because we have digital radiography. So you can just walk up to a horse and click a button and take an x-ray. And, you know, he brought up a good point that there's no other, you know, part of a horse's body that we would diagnose a major problem just by one x-ray view. And a lot of people are diagnosing kissing spines just from one, you know, one single x-ray. And then that horse is, you know, not going to be sold or, you know, they're, the rider is going to think that they don't necessarily have an athletic career anymore. So you have to be really careful with diagnosing these things. Um, and not just thinking that all back pain is kissing spines. So it's a pretty in-depth article. Um, you know, but it's, it's certainly fascinating though. readable as well. And it's important. Yeah. Um, Boy, this happens across the board, though. I mean, you get a stomach ache and you go to the doctor and they say you have irritable bowel. You know, yeah. Oh, my gosh. WebMD. I mean, yeah. it's like it's going to be like the downfall of our society. <laughs> like it's you either have, you know, it's like you go on WebMD and you're like, oh, you know, I have uh, a sore arm. And they're like, well, it's either Down syndrome or, or cancer. it's yeah. you have a gluten cancer. Yeah. 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 He's or, amputated tomorrow. Yeah, you have a gluten allergy. <laughs> Or it's a hangnail. It could yeah. be any of those things. <laughs> you down, my arm hurts. I have Down syndrome. <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? I literally Googled a symptom one time that I was having, and it told me that I, I this is not a joke, and I don't mean this to be offensive at all. It told me that I might have mental retardation. Oh what? my god! Because you have like because I was having like a physical symptom, and I was like, "Who does these pages? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, how did oh. this jump from like we went from point A to point Z really quickly?" And almost everything you read can can be cancer. Everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I deal with this with my fiance all the time. He's a bit of a hypochondriac, and he'll come home and be like man, I was tired today. I don't know. And I'm like, dude, you're fine. You're tired because you didn't go to sleep last night. Like you don't have cancer. Like (laughs) he'll be like, Oh, I have, I don't know. Like my, my ears are sort of sore. Like, do you, do you think it's bad? And I'm like, Oh my God. You have a brain tumor, dude. Constantly (laughs) talking him off the ledge, like bless his heart. His parent, his dad is a doctor. So Uh... he thinks everything is going to (laughs) go. Well, it comes by that honestly, though. You have to forgive him for that. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, tell and you got a you got something else that you wanted to mention about heels down. Yeah. So, um, of course, it's gift giving time. So this is a great time to sort of bring this up. We now have annual subscriptions. This is a new thing for us. We just um, 
launched this at the beginning of November. Uh, and our annual subscription rate is $39.99. And that gets you 12 issues of Heels Down Magazine for the price of 10. So you, you technically kind of get two issues for free. Um, so this is a great, you know, gift for kind of the mobile reader in your family. Um, if, you know, there's a parent out there that's not quite sure what to get their horse loving, you know, daughter or, um, friend or something like that. This is a good, you know, easy, no gift wrapping required gift that you can, uh, give over Christmas. So, um, and once again, that's it's thirty nine ninety nine, and that gets you a year of Heels Down Magazine for the price of ten issues. So, just wanted to let everyone know that is we that have that. Is that on the website? If they go there now. Going on, it is. It's on the website. Um, it if you go to heelsdownmag.com and you just search annual subscriptions, the post will come up and it will show you exactly how to go about getting that. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget that uh, the Heels Down folks also do Happy Hour, Heels Down Happy Hour on uh, on the network here. You'll find it on our app and also uh, you'll find it over at horseradionetwork.com or any place that you listen to your podcast. It's on Apple. It's one of those 420,000. We're in um, there. Yes. Yeah, we're in there. <laughs> we're in kind of like the dark corner that nobody really wants to go to. <laughs> Heels <laughs> those Down. Those crazy girls. Yeah, They're right. on Spotify now too, I think, right? We're in all the places, I think, yeah. aren't we, Glenn? Yeah, I think, uh, yes, I think so. Yep. Stitcher, Apple, all the things. So. Yep. Heels down, happy hour. Thanks a bunch. Th- thanks, guys. Hey, Merry yeah. Christmas if I don't talk to you. Merry Christmas. All right, take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> well, I, before we get to the book, um, I just wanted to mention that uh, I, I don't know if you saw, I posted this morning, that <laughs> that Scooter has gone viral again. The video yeah. of Scooter from four years ago. Now, I knew about one place, and now they're posting other places. So these are places that actually have downloaded the video and reposted it onto their own websites. So the one was, and by the way, trying to stop that's just like, why, why waste time? It's Miracles of Nature posted it. On Miracles of Nature, and, and Jemmy, thank you so much for hopping on there and attributing it, by the way. You betcha. I saw you hopped the on credit. there. Did you see it first? <laughs> No, you saw it. You told me about it. And then I looked it up. I went to their Facebook page and I saw that. And I said, you know what? I had just taken a picture with Scooter that day. So let me prove that not only I know the horse, but what I'm saying about the horse is true for when I attribute it to you guys. So I posted a picture of me with Scooter. I just said something like, oh, this was him this morning. He's still happy. Something like that. Yeah, he's, and you put Horses in the Morning on there. So thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, Horses in the Morning. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Appreciate sure. that. He's because, get this. It has had a million five hundred and eighty-eight thousand views on their page, sixty-one thousand oh shares, with fifty-five thousand comments. Wow. So that made me want to go back and look at our original video. And for some reason, I couldn't see the number of views. I can't figure out how to do that the way it came up. I have to look at that again. But it has had eighty-six thousand likes, with two hundred and six thousand shares on our page. That's insane. And then I found, then uh, one of our listeners, uh, Sarah, found it on a different page. And this one is called Horse Bond, Horses Bond on Facebook. And they have it posted. And over there, it has another half a million views with 7,000 shares. So this is, this is one popular <laughs> little pony. <laughs> Just that Good video was Lord. posted four years ago, and it's still making the rounds. 
And how mad are you that you didn't like put a little thing like I, this is Scooter from Jenny. Morse Radio Network. She <laughs> has seen me in keynote presentations <laughs> at podcasting conferences, show this video, and take a club out and beat myself over the head he with it. He uses it as an example of what not to do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but if you remember, Jamie, you were there when we posted this. It was just a funny video of my horse. We didn't think it was going to do anything. I was crazy. So probably it's in the, what, 5 million range at this point? (laughs) It just doesn't die. All right. I just had to point that. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, you can just find it anywhere on Facebook. Apparently everybody's showing it. So Just Google pony rolling in puddles. (laughs) You know what? I wonder if that comes up. up. Let me check that out. Okay. Pony (laughs) rolling in puddles. It makes a great example for others. Not so good for me. Um, All we had to do is put a damn logo on it. Uh, the problem with the p- p- Googling pony rolling in puddles is that a little girl, the, that video gone viral with the little girl riding oh, the pony. Riding the pony the rolling in the puddle? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Scooter. You're still second best. <laughs> and the Google search of pony rolling in puddles. Okay, Jamie, you have to, next time you come down, we have to put you on the pony and let him roll in the puddle. So. <laughs> as long as you buy me new clothes, we're all good. <laughs> deal. Thank you, Jemmy, for helping out today. We really appreciate it. She's going to drop off and get the show notes done. And we have the Opium Equation coming up next. We have the next chapter, right? Chapter, half of chapter 14. If you Google pony rolling in puddles and you do an image search, there's you and Scooter with the before picture. Really? Yeah. First page. There you go. You're famous. The Opium Equation is the first of the cat and (laughs) Hey, don't forget to get your really bad ads in for Friday. Features Cat Enright, a Tennessee Appaloosa horse trainer, Darcy Whitcomb, teenager with a trust fund, Bubba Henley, a budding juvenile delinquent, and John Gardner, a mysterious barn manager. And of course, there's Sally Blue. Thank you to the publisher Cool Titles for allowing us to read this book. If you want to read ahead, all four books in the series are available in stores and online everywhere or at lisawysaki.com. Chapter 14. I went thoughtfully from the co-op to the Cheatham County Rest Home, driving over the new bridge across the Cumberland River. The new bridge had been in place for a while, and it was a nice, safe, generic structure, but I'd like the old one better. If you discounted the fact that the pieces of its roadway regularly fell into the Cumberland and that it was so narrow that two trucks couldn't pass, causing a lot of traffic to stop and back up, the old bridge had character. I'm of the opinion that planning commissions ought to include a hefty dose of character along their so-called progress. Guess it comes from my small town upbringing, but I'm not convinced that progress is always what we need. And speaking of truth, it still bothered me that Sheriff Big Jim and Deputy Giles uh, thought that I was a suspect and then turned around and told Jim Ed that he was going to arrest Bubba. Maybe we were both suspects, and maybe he was just testing the water, dipping his toe, so to speak. As I parked in the shady lot, I dismissed such thoughts from my mind. I didn't have enough information to figure out the sheriff's motives, and besides, I had a different problem facing me. I could hear Opal before I even got to her room. I took one of those an hour ago, she said loudly, and she clamped her lips together as I entered. Physically, her private room... And the home was only a few miles from Fairbanks, but culturally, it might have been worlds away. That was yesterday. Remember, Gran? These pills aren't the ones the nurse gave you yesterday. They gave them to you to take today. See? 
Adam's voice with the smooth mix of persuasion and determination as he set three pills on a tray in front of Opal Dupree. He spoke to me in a stage whisper that Opal could hear only too clearly. It's a good thing you came now. She's not what she was before she heard about Aunt Glenda's uh, passing. I thought I'd start coming by twice a day. Don't take too much notice of her ramblings, will you? Adam poured liquid the color of aged port into a small shot glass. Here's your morning tonic, Gran. The pills on the tray are your blood pressure pill, muscle relaxer, glucosamine, and your vitamins. He lined up the capsules in a row while Opal sat on her custom wheelchair in a lavender designer robe. I could see why Opal Dupree looked as delicate as the china in her late daughter's dining room. If she took all the pills on the tray, she'd be too full to eat lunch. Opal grumbled a few unintelligible words as she eyed the medicine suspiciously from under wrinkled lids. Then, with a resigned glance at her handsome grandson, she began to dutifully swallow the pills, her gnarled hands creeping slowly from the tray to the creases that made up her mouth and back again. The hospital bed to her right was industrial, as was the mental stand metal stand beside it. But the room itself had been painted a warm beige and had a generous accents of deep green at the window and door. The floor was a uniform tile that spread throughout the home, but it was well polished and the sun shone where the sun peeped in through the window. The room itself was quiet, yet there was a comforting buzz of activity out in the hall. I got the sense that the activity could have included this room had the occupant wished. That's great, Grand, said Adam, as Opal slowly swallowed the last pill. And now you have a nice visitor. Cat Enright is here. You remember our neighbor, Cat? The heavy lids glanced in my direction. She gave another unintelligible muttering and waved her shot glass to emphasize her point. I molded myself to a tan plastic chair that looked as if it belonged in the dining hall or maybe the rec room. I wondered if the choice of chair was Opal's and if not, why Glenda hadn't brought her something more comfortable. Surely cost was not an object here. While Opal studied me wordlessly, I studied the multitude of paintings that hung on the walls. There were quite good, they were quite good and ranged in subject matter from delicate portraiture to exquisite still lifes. Adam, meanwhile, shifted uncomfortably from foot to foot. That's Colonel Samuel Henley. He's the one who built Aunt Glenda's house, Fairbanks, he said as he saw me studying the portrait of an elder statesman with a long frock coat and stiff white collar. White mutton chops matched his shirt and his flowing head of hair meant either that the artist took exceptional license with its subject or that Hill's balding head did not come from Colonel Sam. That was the man that Jim Ed claimed made his fortune smuggling during the Civil War. Just what I wondered was it that he smuggled. Well, Adam said nervously, his eyes on his watch, I'm not due on Music Row until this afternoon. You two don't mind if I sit here with you for a few minutes, do you? His eyes, sea blue today, gave his grandmother an inquiring glance. Sensing no opposition, he perched on the corner of her bed. In the hall, I heard the tinkling of laughter, followed by an almost silent hum of a wheelchair as it passed by. You're not her, Opal conceded briskly. I looked at Adam, not sure what Opal meant. No, Gran, this is Cat Enright with the horses, remember? He turned to me. She thought you might be the physical therapist who comes several times a week. Gran, well, let's just say Gran doesn't much think, of, think much of her. There was an unintelligible grumble from Opal. All you young girls look the same, and I'm just as glad that you aren't her, aren't you? I said that yes, I certainly was glad I wasn't her, although I'm still not certain who her was. 
I get confused sometimes, said Opal, her creased mouth quivering, her eyes misting. I said that it was all right, that I sometimes got confused too. I looked at Adam, who was now swinging his left leg back and forth in a charmingly distracting way. He gave me an encouraging smile as I turned back to Opal. Opal took a big gulp of her tonic, the glass gripped vice-like in her clawed hands. Damn pills make my mouth dry. I noted again, not knowing what to say. I'd come to see Opal to pay my condolences for the death of her daughter, but the change in her since I'd last visited a few weeks ago was disturbing. At her 85th birthday party in early January, she'd been a lively, striking woman, handicapped only by arthritis that crippled her limbs. Now Opal's eyes were dull and vague, her disposition peevish. I forced myself to remember that she'd lost her younger daughter, Adam's mother, in a tragic car accident many years ago, and now she'd lost her one remaining child in a brutal murder. Hardships aside, the change in Opal was extreme all the same. I need some money, she said, leaning imperceptibly towards me in a confidential matter. That's why there's no furniture in here. I had to sell it off to pay the nurse. She wants to kill me. But as long as I keep giving her money, she'll leave me alone. It was utter nonsense, of course. Wasn't it? Adam agreed calmly that it was. Now, Gran, don't you remember you wanted all the furniture moved out? You said it was hard for you to move around in your wheelchair with it in here, and you never used the furniture anyway. Remember? Opal ignored her grandson. My dear, she continued, you must try the pate. It's wonderful. She held her empty shot glass towards me, and with a nod from Adam, I accepted it and pretended to sample its contents. I was at a loss. The Oval Dupree I knew had been a shrewd, dynamic businesswoman. She had encouraged her two daughters in their quest for Hollywood stardom, even to the point of negotiating Glenda's first movie deal herself. Many said Opal Dupree made Glenda the big star that she was, continually, plant, continually planting stories in the trades and arranging numerous publicity stunts. Not bad for a widow from Nashville. As I watched, Opal dug among the many folds in her robe and produced a stylish gold lighter and a very crumpled pack of cigarettes. She withdrew one, examined it thoroughly for some time, and finally, with shaking hands, lit it. I'm not supposed to have these, she said, her chin raised. So why are you here, Cat? Once the cigarette was lit, Opal's mind seemed to come back to her. She was once more the domineering mother, the revered matriarch of the Dupree family. I just stopped by to say how sorry I am for your loss. What loss? You mean Glenda? You didn't murder her, did you? I shook my head. And what do you have to be sorry about? She's gone. It's my loss, not yours. 